The Crowncast is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network. Listen to your city at queencitypodcastnetwork.com. Hello, everyone. My name is Logan, and that, of course, means that you are listening to an episode of The Crowncast. And I have been told that I talk really fast. And I have discovered that when I talk really fast, sometimes I don't say things particularly well. And that is why this is our second time attempting this recording for you, the listeners. But it is our second time attempting this recording. And it is, of course, a post-react for Charlotte FC versus New York Red Bulls, or should we call them the diving Red Bulls? (laughs) Uh, I think that uh, you can probably get a general sense of how I felt about this game. And here to have a general sense about games with me is Justin. Hello, Justin. Hey, Logan. It's the end of the season. How you doing? Um, it is, you know, I think that this is one of those we can reasonably say a lot of the wind came out of my sails in the last one, especially considering how hard the team fought back in order to to come back in the last one and a draw just wasn't good enough to keep us in the the playoffs. It's really deflating the times that you see your team do something really good and it doesn't matter. Like, yes, I mean, there's the argument in the past one that maybe we should have had a penalty, but, but even so it wasn't entirely in our hands. And, and now we come into this one And I know that coming into the New York Red Bulls, I personally felt flat. Like, obviously, love the team. We got the chance to go out uh, to Noda and join a bunch of the fans out there who were enjoying their afternoon watching the Charlotte FC. But there was just sort of this atmosphere of flat. And I think it's probably reasonable to say that it, it translated to the team today. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, I think flat might honestly be a little generous. This was a team that had already kind of left for the beach. Christian Latanzio can say whatever he wants in the pregame and in the postgame about how, you know, we respect the game and we bring, you know, the, the energy every time. But this was a team that, you know, somewhat rightly so, was more concerned about let's make it through this without anybody picking up any major injuries going into next season. Let's make it through this without anybody getting, you know, booked and potentially having to start next season with a suspension or anything like that. And so we played a little flat. It didn't help that we played New York Red Bull. If you know, you are a longtime listener of the show, you know, this is the squad I hate in MLS more than anything else. And they kept up their ways and it was just a rough match to watch. It was great being with the fans. It was great being out in Noda. It was great singing some of the songs one last time this season. It wasn't a great performance on the pitch. Yeah, no, it was uh, It was great to be amongst the fans and uh, really, honestly, have a great time. It's amazing how much fun was had considering what was on, the, uh, on offer to be watching. But there was a lot of fun had. There was a lot of singing happening. And that kind of sums up the Charlotte FC fans this season. Uh, But we're going to save that because we have lots of stuff that's going to keep going on. This is the last post-react of Charlotte's inaugural season. And it feels so weird to say that because, you know, we started this up as the team started up. And to say that one whole season has gone by uh, just just blows my mind to know that the the next time we do a post-react will be for year two uh, of Charlotte FC. But that's what it is. That is, in fact, what it is. And uh, please don't worry. If you're a regular listener, there's still going to be content coming out for you. We will have our schedule somewhat reduced, 
obviously you're not going to be getting post reacts. We're going to be sticking to our sort of more regular uh, event in the Wednesday schedule. But I think we have to get into it, Justin. We've done enough of the hashtag banter. Would you say that's fair? Yeah, and and I want our fans to know, too, that one of the first things that we're going to be bringing to you is our big picture react as we look back. And, you know, there's a lot of great things to say. We finished ninth in the East. It's great. But today, we're not going to look big picture. We're not going to wax poetic about how Charlotte did as a season. We're only going to talk like we do at every post react about this particular match. And this particular match wasn't great. Yeah, no, it wasn't great. Uh, so, Justin, as ever, I will ask you, do you want to start on the crowns or do you want to start on the guards? Let's start with some cards so that we can try and find some good to close out this season of post reacts on the crown cast. I think that is a good decision. So uh, I am going to take host privilege and I'm going to start with my first card. Um, I'd say first, I think we're just going to do one apiece this time. You think that's fair? Yeah. Or is there, is there somebody else you particularly, if there's someone else you really want to get into, maybe we'll, we'll be a little bit lax with the rules. I think Uh, it's fair to sort of start before we move into cards by saying we, we've said this is a flat performance. There's a lot of people who sort of underperform, but when we hand out cards today, we're going to pick players who maybe underperformed more than the rest of the squad who, who really sort of disappointed us. Yeah, um, so I'm going to move into one that is not going to be a stranger if you're used to hearing my voice. And that's somebody who I have really high expectations for, and I have just not seen those expectations met. There have been a couple times throughout the season that he has uh, really turned it on, and I see the talent in there, but I just don't see the execution, and uh, and it's been a season now. I will... Uh, you know, I expect to see it, and that's Carol Swiderski. Um, I don't think you will find a lot of people more excited uh, than me when Carol Swiderski came to this team. I don't think you'll find a lot of people out there who who see how much skill this guy has. And as a result, I don't think you'll find a lot of people out there more frustrated than me about the fact that it just never seems to come together. And... It, it really does, it, it it eats at me because I can see the talent. I can see the, the ability to move the ball. I can see the incredible touches. I can see the ideas that go through his head and they just never seem to work. Um, he does a lot right in this game, but, and then he would, he would do things well and he'd get into promising positions and then just uh, not even, not even like try the right thing but it didn't quite come off. He would just get into that promising position and then almost freeze or he'd try something crazy and, and it would just let the the time pass him by. And we've seen that so often. And we've seen a couple games where he popped off and, you know, we've seen a couple braces out of, out of that man this season, but in the 10 role today, he just felt flat uh, I didn't quite see the same level of energy that I would expect out of him there. And maybe that's just the fact that the season has already gone. But when the chances come to Carol Swiderski, it, it feels like they go wanting. And it, it, it hurts because I see the talent in the guy. I just don't see how the guy is going to get the talent out for Charlotte FC. And today was no exception. 
so he is getting a card from me, Justin. Yeah, I mean, I I will in the season recap, I'll probably fight you a little bit about Swiderski and because I I think he's had some great performances in the ten. This is not one of those. Uh, this particular performance, like you said, he ran into a lot of blind alleys. He he worked himself into good positions and then worked himself right back out of those good positions. Made some poor choices. And and where I think maybe this particular one is a little more damning than some of the other ones is the fact that the squad around him, bar one player, is the same one that, that he's performed incredibly well with. The only change... For the squad around him was was Nuno Santos came on for Brent Bronico and uh, as all the love to Brent Bronico and everything like that. But I don't think that he's the guy necessarily that's unlocking Carol Swiderski's great play. I think that's all in Carol Swiderski's head. Um, don't get me wrong, Bronico does a great job when he comes on, everything like that. But like he's not the guy that's unlocking Carol Swiderski going forward. I think, like you said, this was Carol Swiderski had already booked his flight and boarded the plane, going to the beach for for a little bit of relaxation time prior to Poland in the World Cup. And, um, you know, I think maybe drifted a little mentally and did not put in a great performance for Charlotte today. Yeah, it was uh, it was less than we'd expect from Carol Swiderski. And uh, that's why we give out cards. So I am going to push it over to you, Justin. Who do you want to give a card to today? Yeah, um, this is somebody that I, I think if you're a longtime listener, you're going to know that I don't rate him particularly well. And I think he had another poor performance today. And I think it's desperate for, uh, you know, an improvement this offseason as we talk about areas for Charlotte to improve. But, you know, the cars, the left back spot in general, but Harrison Awful in particular, you know, I think. I think it's asking a lot of a player at his age to play that left back spot. Um, You know, I think it's asking a lot of a player who normally plays on the right to play at that left back spot. I think he's looked poor there a lot this season. And I think it was another poor match uh, for Harrison awful uh, on the, in that left back spot. I think the second goal, I think it's his responsibility to to shape over to make sure because the second goal Pablo Cisniega has a great save on a hard shot and does everything you want a keeper to do and that he pushes wide when a keeper pushes wide you are relying on your backs to come back and cover center backs wing backs they're supposed to be coming back to cover and clean up because the keepers on the ground you've got to have somebody help them out. And that's Harrison Awful's responsibility in that position. When Cisniega palms to the left side of our defense out there, that's Harrison Awful's cover. And he wasn't there. And he hung Cisniega out to dry. Yeah, I mean, I'll come into this and I'll say, I think it's a great shout. um, But I think it's been a great shout for a long time. I think it's a relatively... Nobody is going to hop up and be really surprised that Harrison Awful didn't play particularly well. Uh... I have seen little bursts of Harrison Awful that I think were probably the Harrison Awful of five, six years ago, where this guy could really, really do some devastating stuff out on the wings. But it just feels like, especially for an older player, there's a lot of missed coverages. And Justin, maybe you can tell me if I'm seeing this incorrectly, but it feels like there's a lot of places where you'd expect someone who really knows the game well and is 
in the team in a position of leadership to be. And then Harrison Offal is not. Or Harrison Offal is is pulled off to to one side, you know, away from the play. And it just seems like it's hurt us over and over and over again and does the same thing today. Um, does that all about square out with you, Justin? Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree with your point there. Because, like, it, when you look, Harrison Offal gets replaced later in this match and, and Christian Fuchs comes in. And Fuchs is poor, again, for, for different reasons, right? But But at least with Fuchs... He uses that experience to get a better idea of maybe where the passes are going to go. He doesn't have the pace to keep up anymore, but he plays the passing lanes well. He sees the game developing around him relatively well, and I don't think Harrison Awful even does that. I'm not sure what he's supposed to be bringing, but it was another poor performance from him. And and you're right, it's a poor performance we've seen from Harrison Awful before, but I thought, again, you know, this was kind of poor all around. I don't know that I saw personally anybody else that really stuck out as, man, that was a really poor match. And I just, I continue to be disappointed with Harrison. I think one of the things I'm going to do at the end of the season is pull up a couple of videos of Harrison awful and just see, because he doesn't jump out of the screen at you. Like every now and then he makes a sharp run that maybe is reminiscent of a different time, but he doesn't jump out of the screen at you. So, I kind of want to pull up and just watch Harrison awful and no one else, like just constantly keep my eye on Harrison and see if I can determine what is going on. Like, like what is it about his play that seems so necessary to be on the field? Uh, Because I don't, I don't understand it at the moment. And while I would like to tell the listeners that I am an all knowing being who has a complete and total understanding of football from the beginning to the end, and, you know, we don't see everything either. And I just I just have this feeling like I must have missed something about Harrison Awful. Like there must be something there that happens at a time that I am never watching that that makes him a a more necessary building block of this team, because I feel like we get five out of tens out of him very reliably every single game. It's, I don't. you know, oh, go ahead. I think five might be generous. Uh, I think five's about right. You hate Harrison awful. Um, <laughs> um, if you say it's a four, it's probably a 5.5, might be a six. But we're not getting... So if you're bringing in a player to be just solid all round and nothing else, you'd expect them to be a six, seven, maybe even an eight out of 10 every game, right? I think seven would be the base of... This person's not going to light it up, but they're going to give us a seven in every direction, every single game reliably. And I think we're getting a five from Harrison awful. And so I just don't, I just don't see it. And uh, I think that might be something that over the, the downtime of the, the off season, I get the chance to look at Justin, are you ready to go into crowns? Cause I'm going to give you your crown first. Yeah. Um, again, this is not a match where people covered themselves in glory or anything like that, but, uh, important minutes for a player. I misspoke earlier when I said the only real change to the side was Santos coming on for Bronico. Cause there's another change in between the posts where Pablo Cisniega gets the opportunity to start again. And, you know, this is, there are still two goals that, that make it through. I don't know if Cisniega could be asked to do much more than that, but he had some really good saves. 
He had some really good distribution. Whoa, 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 um, whoa, 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 whoa. Are you crowning Pablo Cisniega? Yeah. Okay. I am crowning. I just want to make sure. I, I didn't want you to like slide nice things in and then crown somebody else. No, no, no. Pablo, I thought, had a very good match. I think it's an important one for him. Uh, he is not officially in 100% a Charlotte FC player. He came to us on loan for the season. So this really is a showcase match for him. He gets an opportunity to kind of uh, put himself in the shop window, and I think he takes it well. Uh, he had a good one today. Yeah, the number one thing you want your keeper to be is a shot stopper. And I don't think anyone can deny the shot that comes off the right side. And I believe hits someone. It might be Harrison off Awful. Sobosinski's. It's off Sobosinski's oh, head. Oh, it's off Sobosinski's head. Um, you know, we spent so much of the early portion of this season joking about the fact that Christian McCoon's redirects into our own goal were legendary. That Pablo Cisniega does a really good job of stopping uh, Jan Sobosinski from getting a, uh, an, a an event that is put up there for that challenge, right? Uh, it, it was really a tough, 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 tough ball to save off of a redirect that is difficult to see coming. And from a reaction standpoint, he just does a spectacular job to keep that out of the net. He also makes a couple of other good saves. So on, on New York shots, we want to specify not everything that came towards him was a, a, you know, a deflection or a redirect off a Charlotte player. Yeah. And it's tough to say that the, the stuff that does go in is his fault. Like you said, the palm wide, I do feel like he did a pretty good job to palm pretty wide of the goal. Uh, and gets back up really quick. It's not like he's on the ground as that shot goes in. You have to give credit to the attacking player for how well they slot that home. Uh, and the other one is, it's maybe not a worldy, worldy. It's a very good shot. It'd be very difficult to save. Yeah, it's 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 a good day from Pablo Cisniega. And I think that you talked about it, Justin, the fact that he's much more active in the box. He wants to come out. He wants to be a part of the play. He wants to cut things out quicker. And it's definitely a different style in the post, but it looked good with the unfortunate exception of the fact that it uh, was met with uh, a loss. And that that sucks for him. I guess we should go into my crown. Is that correct? Yeah. Yep. Uh, so my crown is going to be maybe a little bit controversial just over the fact that we do lose this. Uh, my crown is going to be Adelson Melanda again. Uh this guy, I I really, I struggle to see where this guy's ceiling could be. Uh, he single-handedly saves us a couple of goals against us in this one. Uh, a couple of the times where the team was not firing, he was firing. He was active. He was taking up good positions. He was dominating his space. He seems to just love defending. And that's a really, really unique mentality in a player. And you can tell the defenders who who just love defending. They just they almost want to give the ball to the other team and be like, all right, try and get by me, buddy. Like it it I realize it's it's odd to say it's almost a game because it is a game. Ultimately, this is just a game. But it is it's a game to him. It's and every time he doesn't win the game, every time he gets beaten a little bit on the outside, every time his positioning's a little bit not quite right, 
he learns from it and he says, how can I get better at this game? And you can see him smiling. Like you can see him relishing the moment of defending. And it's just fun to watch. And not only is it fun to watch, it's creating a very, very good defender. And Justin, you will remember that when he first joined this club, I stepped up and I said, hey, I'm worried this guy isn't going to have a choice but to end up as a Preston to service defender at way too young for Charlotte FC. And now I'm sitting here going, wow, I cannot believe how lucky we are that this guy got Preston to service as a defender for Charlotte FC because he's good. And is he perfect? No, but he's good right now in one of the highest pressure positions on the field. It's a it's a highly visible position. It's a highly uh, you know reactive position, and he just slides in like he belongs there. Three years from now, I really don't know what this guy could be, but I know it's going to be good. And there's something about that level of talent that you look at and you just go, "Wow!" If he's this right now, what is he going to be when we start considering him a? young defender at 23 what are we what is he going to be when we start considering him an early prime defender at 26 what is he going to be when we start talking about him as a fully established defender at 27 28 you know uh and i hope it's at charlotte probably won't be for for those late times it probably won't be but but just the the chance that we get to see this guy grow and and see what he's doing as he's growing Really, really impressive for me, Justin. Yeah, I mean, it, he has come in and bar none, he is the first or second best defender on the squad if everyone in defense on the squad is healthy. Yeah. And that is saying a lot given that Guzman Carujo is is hurt right now, but we saw what, Caru, what Carujo can do as a defender in the early part of the season. Melanda brings a different game than Carujo, which is even more exciting for me because I think they will complement each other well. But Melanda, like, from a purely defensive capability standpoint, he might be as good right now at 20 years old as Guzman Carujo. And that's saying a lot. Mm, I don't know how I feel about that statement. Uh... I, think, I, I think that you got to look. I think Melanda is better at makeup speed than Carujo. Yeah, I think, uh, I think, I think that Milan is better at the tackle on the run. I think Carujo reads the game better and cuts balls out significantly better. I, I do. I think that inherently leads to Guzman Carujo having to make less tackles on the run. But if a tackle on the run is needed, you're right. I would probably pick Milanda. Well, and and where where I'm concerned and where I think they will partner well is the ball over the top that sets a guy in on route one football, Melanda has a, Melanda has a harder time getting beaten on that than Guzman Carujo does. If, if Carujo has a deficiency in his game, it's, it's if, uh, you know, there have been some balls, uh, some through balls, some balls over the top that maybe beat Carujo for pace. Yeah, and Melanda won't that. get beaten for that. Yeah, I can see that. Uh, Justin, I think that, you know, at this point in time, we we are we do have to start to wrap it up and we start to say our goodbyes for the season until we get into the off season. So for the last time for the inaugural season, 
what are your final thoughts, two sentences or less, about our game versus the New York Red Bull? Um, disappointing end, but we are Charlotte. Uh, disappointing end, but we are Charlotte. I, I think that's fair. I think I'm going to say that uh, this is a young team with a lot of room to grow, uh, but they look like they have the talent to grow, and that alone gives me hope for the upcoming season. So, ladies and gentlemen, as ever, if you have spent your time with us, thank you so much. We love you. Wherever you are, we hope you're safe. We hope you're having a great time. And we hope to see you in the stadium with all the other fans when we come back next season and start taking the next three points from whoever it is we play first. Goodbye. Queen City Podcast Network.com.